Welcome to Flock Out, the official podcast of Beyond the Flock Media, where company owner Chris Dolan and media professional Christina Yanata engage in dialogues about the creative process, their love of films, and making your entrepreneurial ambitions a reality. Often we are joined by guests who consist of both clients of Beyond the Flock Media's services as well as collaborators who have worked with Chris or Christina. The conversation is free-flowing, starting with an exploration of the guests' history and inspirations, and then we flock out to who knows where. Today's guest is Victor Alvarado, who stars in Beyond the Flock Media's first feature film, Bloom. He is a local Massachusetts actor who has worked on various narrative film projects and explored other creative pursuits. We are honored to welcome Victor to the show. Hi, Victor. How you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Um, so let's just get into it. Um, how did uh, you get into acting? Was it something that you've always wanted to do? Is it something that you stumbled upon? Um, what's your story there with that? That's, uh, yeah, so um, me and Chris were actually on the phone about a month ago, if, if you remember, Chris, and we were talking about um, um, a, a lot of the, the um, aspirations I had as a kid. So, you know, it was, I wasn't necessarily settled on acting. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to be a pilot, like an airline pilot, pilot. Wow. I wanted to be a doctor, and I also wanted to be a an actor because you watch Disney and you watch Nickelodeon and you see all of these like child stars. Um, and I think that acting was the one that attracted me the most. So, um, you know, I, I, I pursued it as a young kid. It, it was, it was kind of crazy. I, 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 I had my, my headset on what I wanted and um, my mother, um, Chris, you've met my mother. She was very supportive and I was very happy, and as a kid, you can only you know hope that um, you know you're supported by the people that you love. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I did some you know local work. I went to acting school. Um, it was fun. I I actually flew to Miami at one point to audition for Nickelodeon. I didn't get the part, but it was it was an amazing experience. Um, I'm actually not doing all, all a lot of acting recently. But I'm actually in school for nursing, so. Um, wow. So, you know, I, you never know where, where you're going to end up. Seems like you have a lot of uh, um, opportunities or a lot of options that you're looking into at all times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my ultimate goal is, you know, to keep acting around the program I'm in. I'm, I'm pretty much working on two degrees at the same time. So it's very demanding. I also work um, part time. And me and you were talking about this again, Chris, um, last time, how um, I, I, we should, you know, keep some um, artistic form of, um, you know, just something artistic in your life to kind of add color to it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be a robot. I, I feel like my life is um, study, work, study, work, study, work. And we did the, um, the promo for, for Beyond the Flock. And, mm -hmm. you know, that definitely brought me back some memories. And um, it, it was really exciting. I think that every time, you know, we, we, we film something, we, we always make, you know, um, the best of it. And we always have fun and we always, um, you know, joke around. And um, it was definitely, definitely um, fun. And 
I appreciate you, you know, uh, calling and, and uh, letting me know about that opportunity. It was, it was fun. Oh, it was a nice little shoot. And it was, um, it's good that we've been able to move forward, you know, through COVID and, you know, keep being creative and also safe. So there's always that. So um, from my understanding, um, it seems like both of you, Chris and Victor, know each other um, for a, a decent amount of time. So when did um, you two meet and was, um, I don't know if we want to ask this question now or if we want to ask it a little later, but um, was Bloom the first um, film that you two had worked on together or had you worked on projects previously? Yes, we actually did. Um, and I've known Chris for a long time. I think when we first met, I was, um, I was, was a boy. <laughs> I was, I was, um, I think I was 15 at the time. I was very young. And Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys have known each other for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I, I think that, um, yes, we, we worked on a short film. Um, I auditioned, um, and um, it, was, it was a fun project, actually, <laughs> to film. Um, but yes, I was very young. I've, I've known him for, for a while. And then uh, we did Bloom. Um, and we've kept in contact um, back and forth. So what was that um, experience like, you know, first act? When you first, uh, uh, I believe the first short we did together, that was your first film. Um, what was it like the first time you acted? How how did you like the experience? And um, I don't know. I guess what was it like working with me? <laughs> <laughs> can I swear on here? No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, you can swear. <laughs> I, yeah, we'll um, just keep you out. <laughs> um, yeah, you were a pain in the ass. No, I'm joking. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was it was fun. Um, I definitely learned a lot more from you than um, I did, in, in, I think, in school. Um, you were very hands-on, and you were always giving me notes, and, um, you know, I kind of wanted you to tell me this is how I want you to say the line, but you never did that. You always, you always said, well, imagine if you fell a flight, down a flight of stairs. Well, imagine if you found out your cat died. And every time I would do it, like every time I would do it and, and, and portray, you know, whatever line you wanted me to say, you would just change it up. No, actually, let's do it this way now. <laughs> so it definitely, it definitely, it definitely opened my eyes. And, and um, I, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of work. I still remember late nights. Um, I didn't have a ride to set. So Chris would actually pick me up at my house and, um, bring me back to my house it was 12 hour days sometimes but I, I remember those rides to set Victor driving you around and you would ask me so many questions about life would I... <laughs> you you asked me uh, probably the most difficult question you know kind of like the epitome of difficult questions you asked me what's the meaning of life <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> it was it was fun definitely yeah. um yeah it was a lot of work and I remember you telling me I would I would fall asleep in the car and I would speak in Spanish sometimes in my sleep. Do you remember oh. that? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember you sleep talking, but yeah, I, th I know you got tired sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So let's talk about Bloom a little bit more. Um. 
how did you stumble? Let's start with um, how you got involved with it. How did you stumble across that um, that role? Was did Chris reach out to you? Did you reach out to Chris? Was it um, did he post it somewhere and you saw it and you inquired about it? How did that happen? Yeah, um, Chris actually reached out to me um, and he said, mm -hmm. "Hey, like I got." Um, an opportunity if you want to take advantage of it and um, I read the script or a part of the script um, and it was it was um, the role was um, the way he described it was he's a complex individual and uh, indeed he was so I was I was intrigued I was intrigued by it and um, I, I definitely you know I love working with Chris. Victor why don't you um, tell us who your character was um in the uh film so um mateo is a um a a young man who um is struggling with his sexuality and um he's a manipulative person um so he's in love with somebody that has no interest in him and he will do anything to um to get that person's attention um um, so he's, a he's, a I think that it's, it's a very, it's a very, like he said, like I said, um, it's a, he's a very complex character and, um, you know, it, it's, there's a lot going on, I think in, in his head and in his life. And I think that he's just trying to, in, in a way, move forward and uh, make the best of it and take care of his mother who is sick and, um, his brother too so he's a hard to understand individual yeah, the interesting thing is there wasn't really a, a script in the beginning um it's likely that whatever i sent you know you victor in the beginning it might have been like a treatment or just like a a summary of what we might be working on um but they there did end up i did end up start writing a script as the production um went forward <clears throat> i guess if uh, i don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit victor um I don't know, it, improvising during the project versus working off a script, you know, how the, that was, those two experiences were different. I, I'm pretty new to, to acting. Um, so I never really experienced that. And I, I remember when we did the first um, short film, it was very heavily scripted and um, it was very crisp as to how you wanted things done. So I was kind of used to that. I remember I, I filmed something um, in another state one day and, and me and you were talking and I told you like this guy like gives no direction like he pretty much just tells me read the like whatever you, like, I sent you for, for the script and you, you said different people operate and direct differently right so I may have my way of directing somebody else has a different way of you know of directing. Um, as far as Bloom goes there was a lot of um, I improvised a lot. Um, it definitely opens a gateway to to fulfilling the role um, better, if that makes sense to to me personally. I think, and I could connect with 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 my character very well in, in a lot of ways, actually. Um, so I think that improvising, <laughs> improvising really, really. Why are you smirking? Victor <laughs> doesn't kill people. <laughs> yeah, let's put that disclaimer out there right now. I think that I think that there's a like a like a parallel between me and him for real. And 
Um, I'm going to get, you know, a little deep as to how I feel like I'm reflected on him. Yeah. But um, I think that this character, like no joke, Chris, definitely helped me in, 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 in my life. And um, you know my family. I come from a, a, a poor background. My, my mother was a single mother working for three kids. So I kind of, you know, had to work by her side and, um, you know, making ends meet as a kid um, or teenager rather. So I understood that portion of, of his life and, um, you know, being his sexuality, I think is something that I struggled with a lot too. Um, coming, you know, coming from a, a, a religious background, um, you know, a, a macho culture, um, I think that's um, anything but straight is not, is not very well, it, it's not very welcomed in, in my, my culture. And um, I think that this character definitely helped me in my personal life, you know, come out and um, be who I want to be. Um, another thing is he wanted to be, um, he wanted, I remember that um, when we would, when we were training or, or rehearsing rather, you told me that he wanted to be a um, Mateo, a, a car salesperson. And I actually do car sales too. So that's, I think that's, that's kind of funny. Um, I also sell drugs. No, I'm joking. I don't sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he went for it. <laughs> yeah, just do a sales pitch right here, Victor. <laughs> so there's this um, scene towards the end of the film, and um, it's a pretty intense scene, and it's between you and this other character named Zed. Um, what was filming day like on that day? Um, Cause it's it's a pretty intense scene, and um, have you had you ever worked on anything like that before, or was that your first time? Did anything ever feel awkward? Um, what like what was that experience like working in those particular scenes? Because that's also not the only scene that is tense. There's a couple of other scenes as well. So um, what were working on those days like? Yeah. Um... Those were um, probably my favorite scenes to film um, <laughs> for the right reasons. And I think that um, um, it, those days were long days. But if I have to put it uh, in, in a simple way, it was definitely um, – and I, I don't know how to put this in a positive way because it is a positive thing that I want to I, I want to relay in emotionally uh, draining. In, Absolutely. In, in, and I remember at one point I was um, I was talking to 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 um, Abner's character Zed, and um, I guess I was so emotional that I forget who asked me as soon as the, you know they they said cut and somebody said are you okay like you look are you like genuinely okay? Um, it was, it, it definitely takes a toll on you, uh, you know, and it was, I think that that's one of the scenes that ties the whole movie together. Um, Cause I, I'm a psychopath and um, my true colors finally show, but. We're, we're talking about his character still. <laughs> yes, yes, my character, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have, a, I have a little side story about that night. Um, yes, please. I mean, 
we we I did prepare for it as a producer, but some things you know you can still have some doubts about. I mean, so th there is a gun used in that scene, and I had to actually find somebody that um, you know provides prop weapons. I also had to inform the local police um, about what was going on. And it's funny because th the gun only comes out for a certain section of the scene. Yet um, the police showed up right when the gun was coming out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they didn't, everything was fine. They just looked at, you know, what was going on. They just wanted to know. But it, it kind of scared me because I was like, I... <laughs> You know, you're in the middle of a public park. You have somebody with a gun to someone else's head. And, uh, you know, the police are showing up. And, you know, as a film director, you never want things to um, happen that shouldn't happen. Or, you know, um, I actually walked away from the set. And I usually don't do that. I'm usually very, you know, focused in terms of working with the actors um, and paying attention to what's going on. But the police showed up. I walked over to the police, <laughs> you know. It, it did take me away from what was going on in that moment, but yeah. Only, only with Chris, only with Chris this would happen. Yes. <laughs> I don't, there's some other uh, filmmakers that do scenes like this, but I, I, I hope it's not for exploitative reasons. I mean, um, th this scene is, it, it's particularly demonstrating something in the film about I think people that have problems, uh, relational problems and what they resort to in terms of control and dominance. I mean, to me, the, the scene isn't really about love. It's about dominance and control in a relationship <laughs> because it's like even when, you know, Zed's character says exactly what your character wants. He's like, oh, I, I love you. You know, it's like, um, I, I do want you. <laughs> Do you remember what your character says, Victor? I remember what my character says. <laughs> I, I, um, it's always weird, uh, because I didn't really know these people. Um, I didn't know them at all, actually. We met, um, the day of, if I remember correctly, and, um, they were very welcoming. Um, I know that a lot of these people have a lot more, um, uh, experience under their belt than me and they were all very helpful and um, I think that we all had really good chemistry um, so it was fun I, I, I loved working with Anita um, Abner I, they were all good people definitely I, I kind of want to try something um, different with this episode and maybe it can be a tradition we carry on but um, <clears throat> I, I have like a you know I've been including a lot of philosophical quotes uh, up on Instagram uh, just post, posting them. It's all kind of ancient wisdom stuff. <laughs> and, uh, Victor, I'm going to read you a quote. And um, yeah, just tell me what comes to mind or if it applies to you at all. Okay. okay. Um, so this is from the Oracle at Delphi. <laughs> um, Heed these words, you who wish to probe the depths of nature. If you do not find within yourself that which you seek, neither will you find it outside. In you is hidden the treasure of treasures. Know thyself, and you will know the universe and the gods. That was deep. <laughs> um, what comes to mind, I think that, um, and I've been trying to practice this a lot lately, self-love. Um, I think that, and I may be completely wrong as to what they were trying to, to relay with that, but um, 
I think that if you don't love yourself, you won't love anything else around you. And um, knowing yourself and what makes you happy, definitely. I think that's what comes to mind. You know, this this year has not been um, fun no. for anybody. Um, and, you know, I would read all of these articles and um, see these news reports of um, physical violence, you know, on the rise and um, um, depression and, and, and uh, suicides. And um, I think that this year definitely opened my eyes to, to um, my, my mental health. Um, I think that's something that we typically neglect as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's kind of crazy because my family's big on mental health actually. So we, you know, they all believe in it and it actually runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I purposely, purposely for years um, ignored um, depression and anxiety. And um, I think that's something that I want to work on. And as far as like bringing awareness to, to mental health and, um, you know, even speaking to people, um, just how you speak to people, how you look at people can definitely trigger something in them a lot of the time. So I, I think that's something I want to look into as well in, in, in the future and mm-hmm. um, hopefully helping other people. Uh, somebody had mentioned this to me not too long ago, the idea that, you know, the, the good neighbor doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it's the idea that, you know, people aren't always watching over each other. And, you know, I, I, I feel like maybe that's a direction that, um, you know, the country's been headed in a way. It's uh, this kind of um, deprivation of character, you know, of um, us all taking care of each other. But uh, I think it is important that... Uh, you know, people recognize the signs, but also reach out to each other, you know, when something's not quite, quite going right. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, Uh, hopefully something changes this year. You know, we just had an election. Um, (laughs) And it's true. Maybe, maybe it's a change in direction. I don't know. Um, And I guess to, you know, turn this back, back to you, Victor. Um, I guess just have you noticed a difference in um, people, I guess, over the years, uh, you know, as we've been approaching, you know, this election and um, I don't know, has it affected your work at all? Has it affected, you know, your living, you know, you're, you're an immigrant from another country. Um, Have you noticed, I don't know, I I don't know if you were young enough to remember what you were like living in another country. Um, Do you notice anything different uh, about the cultures? Um. So I don't re- really remember living um, in my, um, you know, in El Salvador. I came here when I was very young. Um, I, I have noticed a difference with the current um, administration. Um, and I mean the, the, the 2016 to 2020 um, administration. Um, people got bolder. And there's nothing wrong with supporting a party. I, you know, I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm not political. I don't, I don't really get into that. Um, but I, I definitely noticed a difference in, 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 in how people interacted um, and, um, the, you know, how divided people became. And just one time, like, I was walking into a stop and shop and this dude in the truck, I don't know what I did to, to piss him off, but he called me an effing Mexican, as in, I don't think that would have been the case, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think people had had the, the courage to, not even courage, the, um, the audacity 
mm. to um, say disrespectful things. And I hear, I, 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 you know, it's it's really crazy how how dark people have gotten. I hear conversations about you know um, certain uh, uh, cultures and um, how you know it's it's crazy how divided we we we've become. Definitely, it almost feels like we're walking backwards a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. It's scary. And something else I had read recently, um, and it, it was interesting because I I had thought about films that are coming out these days. And this seems to make sense. This isn't my own idea. I um, I don't know the name of the person who wrote the article, but they were making this distinction that films today reset, uh, more reflect a, a very left wing or a very liberal uh, type of point of view. Um, you know, like PC culture, everything coming out today is politically correct. And it's like if you put something or a very bad or, you know, damaged character or racist character on the screen, somehow they have to be made to be better they have to be rectified um they have to you know grow or something you know that kind of reminds me of like the 1930s <laughs> where you'd watch a movie and at the end of the movie you'd be like but this is how you have to think and this is how you have to interpret the movie whereas like 30 or 40 years ago conservatives were investing heavily in films and a lot of the films you'd see um the characters were very uh what do you call it unapologetic i think but there's like, I think there's a kind of importance to that. And um, your character is kind of similar that way, Mateo, because by the end of the film, it's not like he's necessarily, you know, grown or become a better person. You know, he makes a, <laughs> he makes a lot of bad decisions. And um, I don't know, maybe there needs to be a return to that type of filmmaking. We need to highlight these type of things as opposed to try to tell people, you know, what's right. I do think that to a certain extent that, yes, we do need um, a little uh, a shift. Um, it's interesting because, like, when you look at films that are being made now and how um, the industry is evolving and developing, it really does seem like they're not really going to bite at that apple mm-hmm. at first. Um it really seems like those things, like even dramas in particular, um, like I was listening to, I've been listening to a couple of interviews recently with Roger Deakins. He's a cinematographer who um, works on a lot of dramas. And he was even saying how there aren't really that many big budget dramas being made anymore these days. And um I think right now that's where things are shifted. Um, is that a good or bad thing? I don't necessarily think so. I mean, the film industry is constantly changing, constantly evolving. Um, but I think that's where it's headed right now. And I think for that, um, for this emergence of, um, you know, showing people how things really are is going to take some time to actually get up to big budget films. Um, Who knows? Maybe it'll happen sooner. I'd like to see it happen sooner. I would love to see films not just throw in um, diverse characters just for the sake of throwing in diverse characters or, you know, throw in... Um, LGBTQ plus just for the sake of throwing in LGBTQ plus um, 
there are a lot of films that, I mean, to me, it seems like really, like, it's very clear that you're just throwing this in here to throw this in here to be like, look, we're holding up to the standard, but they're not actually really, like, getting into that dynamic. They're not, they're just brushing over the surface, like, oh, look, we're doing this thing, see, we're, we're, we're staying up with the times, but um, it's, it's, it's not quite there yet. It, it, it will get there, I think, eventually, but it's, it's going to take some time, I think. Um, I, I definitely think that it would not be the right time to show anything that's not politically correct. And I'm a very politically incorrect person. I, I, we, we were talking about this again a few weeks ago, and um, I think that my sense of humor has actually changed. I have a very dark sense of humor, but um, I think that there's a limit to everything, and um, you know you just have to be careful, really, and cognizant of who's around you and you know what groups of people you're speaking about, and um, it's just it's just a matter of learning, I think. Yeah. My 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 recent sets of, of friends and my immediate uh, surroundings are definitely people who who um are you know um, very politically correct and it kind of br brushes off on you and um you you kind of become reflected you know with with the group that that you're consistently with so it comes with learning definitely yeah. I agree. Um, Victor, what are you looking forward towards in the future? Do you have any? um goals or plans or anything else on your bucket list that um you're looking to accomplish or are you just gonna go with the flow of things what's mm -hmm. what's up with um, that? yeah um so i i think i i have a pretty set expectation um when it when it comes to how i want my future to look um and again interest shift shift right so i don't know what you know interest me will intrigue me two years down the line but as far as right now goes i have a very structured um uh years ahead of me and it's pretty much just focusing on my education um i think that that's my priority right now and keep acting on the side i know that me and chris um have spoken about you know uh, future plans and stuff like that as far as acting goes and i definitely want to keep acting in my life been nice talking to you, Victor. Yeah, thanks for thanks for taking the time. It's really great. Thanks for having me on. I I yeah. appreciate it. Um, it was nice meeting you last time, Christina. By the way, and thank you for showing me all of those um yoga poses. Oh yeah. <laughs> Couldn't feel my legs for the next two two days, but uh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's yoga for you. Thank you for listening. For more information about Beyond the Flock Media, check out our website, beyondtheflockmedia.com. Or you can catch the latest news and updates on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Until we meet again, don't forget to flock out! <laughs>